Usually, I use this show to illustrate how the performance art of pro wrestling can be used to tell complex stories about nuanced characters, taking care to highlight the incredible storytelling gifts of the wrestlers themselves. Today is not one of those episodes. Today, we talk about Goldberg. Despite his limited abilities, Goldberg was once one of the top three most beloved wrestlers on the planet, and when the other two were The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, that's saying something. What Goldberg did have was momentum, and the story of his winning streak captured the imaginations of millions. As he racked up win after win and began to defeat tougher and tougher opponents, the question on fans' minds became his catchphrase and then the title of this episode. Today on I Hate Wrestling, it's Goldberg. Who's next? Why are we doing Goldberg again? I think I don't like him. <laughs> no, it's because... Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Ahmed's back. He li- would you literally, We literally just started recording. He turned to me and said, why are we doing Goldberg again? And the answer is because you said you want to do Goldberg? So, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I think we're doing Goldberg because he started to follow a certain new wrestling company. Okay, okay, and we're going to tie it to AEW. Cuz today is yes. Yeah, today is a, what I hope to be a pretty momentous day in pro wrestling history. Today was the uh All In, no, sorry, the All Elite Wrestling Rally. Is that was, what they were calling it? Was it was called a Double or Nothing Rally, I believe. They announced that they're doing their second pay-per-view, Double or Nothing in May. And they made some pretty bombshell signings, including Pac. Which, as you said... Is a bad name. Because it is not... It's... it's SEO. Right. It's very <laughs> bad in terms of SEO, search engine optimization. These are the kinds of things you have to know when you run an unsuccessful podcast. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we've got, we've got Pac. We've got... Everybody in the elite, which is Cody Rhodes. Well, not everybody. Well, maybe because uh, Mr. Omega is still under contract, but well, yeah. So we don't know for a fact where Mr. Omega is going to show up, but yes, everyone else in the elite. Everyone else in the elite, uh, Pac and Chris Jericho, multiple time uh, d- uh, WWE champion, or I guess one time WWE champion, uh, multiple time world heavyweight. More champion. importantly, multiple songwriter of the band Fozzy. Yes. <laughs> Hit songwriter Christopher Jericho, one of my all-time favorites as a kid, like around sure. around 99, 2000, the original Y2J Chris Jericho. I was a severe Jericho-holic. Absolutely. Me too. I've relapsed a few times over the years. I think I've relapsed in the last year. I think I was not the biggest fan of his. Whenever he's in WWE, but... Well, I didn't... A lot of people really liked his sort of soft-spoken man-in-a-suit character. Which I didn't so much care for. I, I love the original heel, sort of like Spinal Tap Chris Jericho yes. uh-huh. getting lost on the way to the arena. Fucking love that. I, I loved his babyface run when he was, first came to, to WWE. Wasn't in love with his sort of 2005 era babyface run. That's when he had the short hair. 
He had the short-ish hair. Yeah, that's what I meant. Kind of like a Rachel. Like a bob. Yeah. Like a bob. Yeah. It wasn't great. And he was sort of just playing the hits. Yeah. Where he was like, I think you are smelly. And then we just like pause for people to cheer. Man. WWE sucked. <laughs> Sometimes, uh, yeah. Which is why the AEW AEW stuff is kind of exciting. Yeah, yeah. And the other the the other big name, which you you sort of mentioned, that is rumored to be involved in uh, AEW, AEW, is one William Scott Goldberg. That took me a very long time to figure out what you meant. I meant I meant pro wrestling superstar William Scott Goldberg. Got it. AKA I think you called him Billy Gold the last Billy, time we Billy talked. Billy G, yeah. <laughs> Billy G. I relative you, of Kenny. When you were building up to the Goldberg just now, uh-huh. William Scott, I was thinking, well, we've already talked about Omega. Why is he bringing it up again? <laughs> no, that's uh, that's Kenny G. This yeah. is this is Billy G. <laughs> Billy G. Speaking of Bill Goldberg, so the reason we chose to do this is one out of pure just boredom. Well, that's yeah. Fine, you tell me. Yeah, since it, yeah, it's I hate wrestling, you hate wrestling, you hate wrestling that involves William Scott Goldberg. You tell me why you don't like Goldberg. I don't like Bill Goldberg because his matches were not very good. Fair. I don't think he was a good speaker. Or Fair. Promo. He's got political views I don't agree with. Fair. And I think he's just overhyped and overpromoted. Fair. That's it. Wait, sorry. Yes. I also hate a stupid kid who he brought into the <laughs> ring. He brought this kid into the ring like a year ago. Yeah. Or two years, whenever that was. Yeah, when he had his weird sort of uh, retirement re- tour. And he brought his son into the ring. Somehow this kid ends up being topless. <laughs> yes. And like he's raising his head and I'm doing this for you. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Why does your kid not have a t-shirt on? Like, how? <laughs> Why? You couldn't hook him up with a promotional t-shirt? He doesn't have your body, Dad. <laughs> He's not old enough yet. No. He's not on the gas. So everything that you just said, yes. I agree with. Thank you. However, all that aside, I, I want to say on one of the WWE documentaries that they did about WCW, they were basically talking shit about Goldberg. Because we should say that Goldberg was not a WWE creation. He was a WCW creation, and he was their biggest and hottest star when they were at their biggest and hottest. Mm-hmm. Or I should say, he was their biggest and hottest star when WWE was at their biggest and hottest. So when WWE is tearing the roofs off of arenas with The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, when WWE was at their absolute peak, Goldberg was hot enough that... It was still a contest. Yeah. And as much as WWE likes to downplay the legacy of WCW and kind of... Because as you're saying, Goldberg was not the consummate grappler, was not the consummate performer, uh, left a lot to be desired between the ropes, uh, couldn't really work a match longer than a couple of minutes. Um All of that is true, and WWE and their DVDs have sometimes especially when Goldberg is not with the company, have used that to cast aspersions on him. Sure. Because they'll, t- they'll say nice things about you if you're making money for them. Oh, yeah. But if you're currently like not wanting to do wrestling because you're trying to do your classic car show on the History Channel or whatever Bill Goldberg is doing... Is that what he does? That's what he, he did at one point. God. So if he's doing that and doesn't want to make money for them wrestling, then all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, you know, Goldberg was really overhyped and yeah. But in one of these documentaries where they were talking about WCW 
like people were saying, we're echoing what you were saying, the, the short, the short fallings, short fallings, shortcomings, shortcomings, shortcomings of, of Bill Goldberg and Arn Anderson, who longtime listeners of the show will remember is one of my all time favorites basically goes, uh, he goes, say whatever you want, but take everything else out of the equation. Bill Goldberg was as hot as Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was as hot as Hulk Hogan ever was. He was as hot as The Undertaker. He was as hot as anybody ever was at that moment. And God damn it, it's true. For that moment, Goldberg was as hot as anybody was ever hot. He was as over as anybody was ever over. He made them a shit ton of money and should have made them more money. Now, the handling of Bill Goldberg after what we're going to talk about today is a matter <laughs> of... Is is a completely different. You know, it's a horse of a completely oh, different color. I know. I'm jumping. I'm uh, speaking of the horse, the the buggy in front of the horse, whatever that phrase is. <laughs> the, the cart the in front of the yeah, horse. That's it. We're putting the. Yeah. Okay. The cart before the horse. We're fucking up. What's up? You know. Um. Are we going to be talking about the taser? No, we're not going to talk about the taser. Really, kind of. Yeah. yeah. So well, I guess we've. I've actually spoken a little bit about Goldberg in another episode. He's your CM Punk. You just bring them up at all times. <laughs> no, my uh, mine is is Rick Rude. I think. Oh probably. yeah, that's true. No, uh, Goldberg came up in our episode about Asuka, the undefeated Empress, where we talked about Asuka's uh, winning streak surpassing Bill Goldberg's streak, mm. and she was also, I think, pretty inarguably a superior performer to Bill Goldberg in terms of. The quality of matches she was putting on regularly. Storytelling. Yeah, yeah. As far as in-ring storytelling, she kind of leaves Billy Gold in the dust. But the fact that they were able to say, 20 years after the fact, Asuka has broken Bill Goldberg's streak is a pretty big fucking deal. And it really points to the legacy of Bill Goldberg and exactly how much this run that we're going to talk about today meant to wrestling fans and not just hardcore fans but casual fans too yeah. to this day Goldberg is still over that is true which is probably one of the reasons why the rumors have come out about his potential maybe involvement yeah that, that's the thing Goldberg's like 50 years old now and last time he was in WWE he couldn't really work but he still made them a shit ton of money and if Goldberg it plays his cards right. He's like Roddy Piper in that way. Mm-hmm. Roddy Piper never let himself get stale. He would disappear for years at a time. He would show up somewhere. He would make himself a shit ton of money and disappear back to his farm in wherever it was, Idaho or something. And Goldberg's the same way. He makes his money. He disappears and buys his classic cars a la Jay Leno. You know, raises his shirtless kids. And, and, uh, and he comes back eventually. And he doesn't need the wrestling business. He made his money. And he made it fast. My, I think one of the issues why I don't like Bill Goldberg, and I, I completely understand that at some point he was the hottest yes. wrestler, uh, definitely in WCW, if not in, in all of wrestling at some point, was that, uh, how do I say this, I had a preference for, for other wrestlers. I, I liked a sting at, okay. the, at the time. Cause this was, love a sting. I love sting. Um, maybe not so much anymore, but <laughs> sting. No, I, I, I'm with you. I preferred sting. I was a DDP guy. DDP. Uh, yeah, sting was my guy. And yep. so... The I, I get very butthurt uh, when guys I like are are Shafted. surpassed yeah. by guys who are clearly, in my opinion, less talented. 
Yeah, because uh, yeah. Sting, that's a fair point with Sting, because it seemed like Sting was the guy. He was the big WCW hero, yes. and Goldberg just sort of swept him aside and was booked as the the new hero. Yes, and it, as you were saying that Goldberg's uh, hottest um, time period uh, kind of was happening at the same time with Steve Austin. So yes. Goldberg and Steve Austin, um, a lot's made about how Goldberg is a, a Steve Austin clone, or, or they're really not. They're not at all. They look kind of not really the same. They're both white guys with, with bald, black trunks, with black trunks and uh, shaved heads and goatees. Yes, and that's about it. Yeah, but they're very, they're very different. Goldberg physically, Goldberg's much taller. Yep. Uh, he's got more of a bodybuilder's physique. Mm-hmm. Austin's got kind of that. Uh, he's got that brawler's physique. He's got a little bit of that beer belly. Uh, yes. That ain't a bear belly. It's a bit of a. That's bear. a fuel tank for a whoop ass machine. Okay. You want to do a podcast one uh, sponsorship? <laughs> uh, whatever, whatever he does. Nature box. <laughs> Fuck. Like those peppermint nom noms. Here's a, this is a first for the show. Um, I have not me. I normally Matt, your host, watches these matches beforehand, uh-huh. and takes notes. And then I, I consult my notes throughout the show, and I talk about the narrative that we're seeing. There's not going to be any narratives in these matches. Because it's Goldberg. Because it's Goldberg. So Goldberg's whole thing is he comes into the ring, he fucking demolishes a guy in 20 seconds, yes. and leaves the ring. So one thing that's indisputable is he made it look good. Because he's probably really hurting <laughs> Which is like, not at the time did I know this, but as an adult... <laughs> Completely reckless, like, uh, depending on who well, you are. Well, take a look. We're, we're going to see some of his spears. Uh, spears have become uh, kind of commonplace in, in pro wrestling. Uh, yes. Goldberg, I want to say, was the first guy to really utilize them. And around the same time, Edge started doing his. I think it's Edge, Goldberg, and Rhino. Yeah. And Goldberg's, I think, of the original sort of three. First of all, Edge's spear is terrible. Always has been. I love Edge so much. He's one of my all-time favorites. Worst spear. It's very bad. Uh, Rhino's also looks great, but it's sort of... uh, It's more like a shoulder block sort of thing. Goldberg hits a legitimate, like, football-ass spear tackle. And it's like a running double-leg takedown. And he's just taking these motherfuckers to the ground. Goldberg's actual background is as a Super Bowl winning linebacker. That's an actual thing. So <laughs> that's his actual skill set. That's on his uh, CV. Yeah, <laughs> that is on uh, Goldberg's curriculum vitae. And he is legitimately dragging these dudes to the ground and could do it without their consent. And probably is. Yeah. Um, it's kind of scary. Yeah, so when you see Edge and he sort of like jogs at a guy. Yeah. And like sort of crouches in midair yeah. and grabs you around the midsection and you fall down. That's a work. You know, you are trying to knock a guy down without actually breaking all of his ribs and knocking the air out of him. Goldberg never seemed to know that that wasn't his goal. <laughs> I, I as I get older, or as I think about it, this is one of the like Goldberg's entire shtick is that he's he's legit. Yeah, which is kind of worrisome. Yeah, because here's the thing. Because he's untrained. That's the issue here. Too. Yeah, that's part of it. Goldberg seems like a fine enough dude. Like, I don't think Goldberg 
is malicious no. in any way. But I, I want to say, despite the fact that he's had a wrestling career that's lasted on and off like 20 years. It's going to be, uh, yeah, 23 I think years. he probably got, what, like six weeks of training total? That's insane to me. <laughs> so, you would think the years he was gone, he'd be like, he'd be like try to be better. Yeah, drop down, do some some Ring of Honor shows. Yeah. <laughs> work on his, his grappling. So here's the thing with Bill Goldberg. Okay, he was a professional football player. Uh, at this point, wrestling was really blowing up. He lived in Atlanta. What else was in Atlanta? The WCW power plant, which was their, their training facility. Mm-hmm. He went there, immediately impressed everybody with his marketable look, his, like, his intensity, his presence, his physique. And the one thing that nobody seems to make note of is that he's not really good at the wrestling stuff yet. Because his skill set is so limited, he can't work an extended match. He starts winning these very short matches, and it catches on. Mm-hmm. And people are like, whoa. Because they're used to even one-sided matches dragging on for like five minutes. Sure. Goldberg is wrecking these dudes. And here's the thing. He's not necessarily wrecking just jobbers. When Goldberg starts out... He's wrecking people that you would know before you knew him. Yeah, like the the first match we're going to watch. Right, so they've done this a lot. This is a tried and true method for getting over a new star. You bring in a new guy, and you have him be quote-unquote local talent, which is uh, you know a local wrestler that you caught hanging out in front of the building trying to get in. You're like, you want, a re- you want 50 yeah. bucks to lose on TV? And they're like, yeah. A lot of these big invincible guys would be wrecking people you've never seen before and never see again. Yeah. Goldberg, on his first outing, was paired with uh, one of wrestling's great what-the-fucks, the laughing man Hugh Morris. Solid name. <laughs> great name. People don't like play on words, like names like that. I fucking love it. You like the laughing man Hugh Morris? I like the his whole His whole thing, by the way, is that he laughs all the time. So he, yeah, so but Goldberg he was, pops in and he's placing a match with an actual somewhat named guy. People yes. know him. I know yeah. him. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't a big star, but he was a guy who he'd be like, I remember from this show. You didn't see something like this. No. And if you were going to see on a and Monday Nitro was a three hour show, so they were trying to fill time. So all the time you would see somebody like Hugh Morris wrestling somebody like the Disco Inferno. Or Alex Wright, or Laparka, or like another goofy WCW jobber in a five-minute snooze fest of a match. Yep. And on this occasion, uh, Hugh Morris came out, and he was met with a guy that you'd never seen before, which would be an indication that okay, maybe we're going to do something with Hugh Morris mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Maybe Hugh Morris is going to beat this guy we've never seen before in a minute and a half, and and we're going to build him up a little bit. Sure, that's not what happened and that's not what happened for anybody that stepped in the ring with Goldberg for the next like year and a half this dude was on a tear do you know the number of 173 and 0 173 and 0 so Bill Goldberg spoilers wins 173 matches in a row starting from his first ever televised match it should be noted that maybe the number was a bit inflated, but yes, is basically that number. Yeah, they started counting stuff like house show matches yeah. that they wouldn't necessarily count otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, usually they don't mention what happens on local shows on TV. But in this case, it's actually it was actually a smart idea. Yeah. Um, because it, one, convinced fans, you know, gave fans a reason to go to, to go out to their local house show. And also it gave fans a, a statistic to keep track of, which is something I understand sports fans enjoy doing. They're morons. <laughs> Shots fired. Here's why. You're just, never mind. I'll get into it later off, off recording. But, uh, but yeah, so we have this guy, and he's running through people. And he's running through people decisively and quickly, and people are into it. And he's running through people in ascending orders of importance. So he starts out running through people we've heard of but aren't necessarily impressed with, and then he starts tearing through people who would be trouncing jobbers on their own. Yeah. And then he starts tearing through people who are established stars. And then he starts challenging for championships. And that's where we get to our second match and our third match yes. on tonight's show. So the first is Bill Goldberg versus Hugh Morris, the Laughing Man. The second is a United States Championship match between... Bill Goldberg, and Raven. My man! I love Raven. I love Raven, too. What about me? What about me? What about Raven? Thank you. John Cena should uh, should send him a hefty check for pioneering wrestling in jean shorts. Yeah. Except for Raven, it was more of a grunge thing. I love Raven. Uh, we're not going to get too much into Raven, I don't think, because this is a, this is a Bill Goldberg joint. Yes. But... Raven's whole thing was being like a grunge cult leader. Mm-hmm. He had like dudes who would dress like they were in Counting Crows. He had a flock. He had a flock, right. Yeah. Um, so good. Yeah. And they, they would follow him around and he would insist that his, ra- his matches be contested under Raven's rules, yes. which was basically a hardcore match or a street fight. Weapons were allowed. You could pin somebody outside the ring. He was an interesting guy. I love Raven. When he ran afoul of Goldberg, he had just won the U.S. title from Diamond Dallas Page by leveraging the interference of, like, ten grunge-attired <laughs> putty patrollers. So a match against Raven is actually a match against 12 very dirty boys. Yes. And then the third match, not to spoil the outcome of the second match, is a, <laughs> a world championship match between Goldberg and... Raven. <laughs> Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Hey. In Goldberg's hometown of Atlanta, where he played football, yes. where he trained briefly to be a wrestler, mm-hmm. and with WCW's uh, okay. sort of yeah hometown. Yes. So he is the definition of a hometown hero, yes. uh, challenging the biggest star in the history of pro wrestling at that point for WCW's championship with his undefeated streak on the line. The electricity in that crowd is incredible. Absolutely. They, it's a very special night. Um, probably... The hottest night WCW ever had, in terms of just uh, paying off an angle and yeah. uh, just uh, catharsis. All right, uh, do you have any other thoughts about uh, about Billy Gold or about uh, Raven, The Flock, WCW, Hugh Morris? Well, I've I've thought about the the build of Goldberg, so you can kind of keep this in. The build Goldberg. The <laughs> nice um, that. Wrestling today, you know that build of a of a newcomer coming in, and 
working up the ranks until they get to the, you know, the zenith of the, the championship match. They, they are still attempts of this, and for whatever reason, uh, today's audience tends not to um, go with it. Uh, I think they rebel once it becomes pretty obvious, or if they've heard that this is the oh, plan. Oh, that, that somebody's going to get the Goldberg push? Not even just the Goldberg push, but like the idea of this is the chosen guy. Okay. Um, but I will say this about the Goldberg push, and then we can watch the match, is the the level of, as you said, like uh, he's starting kind of at the bottom, and he go, he's going up through... Uh, he's working his way through the ranks. Yeah, which... And he's winning. So in, in WWE uh, nowadays, what happens is you can do that, yet there's 50-50 booking. Yep. Um, there are non-finishes. Uh, the, the level of the talent chosen uh, to be that guy sometimes... Uh, how do I say this? Like a Goldberg, maybe yeah. isn't the best uh, well, the, wing technician. I so. mean, the, the, the example that you gave of Drew McIntyre. Yes, he's of, better. Of being a guy who is clearly destined for big things. Mm-hmm. And because of WWE's weird 50-50 booking, his first match is a solo act. He loses to perennial loser Dolph Ziggler. Well, and then yes. trades wins with Dolph Ziggler. Yes. Imagine, imagine if Goldberg had shown up and beaten Hugh Morris. Spoilers. And no! Then, and then the next week... How'd he get to the streak then? <laughs> and then the next week he wrestles Hugh Morris and loses. Yep. And then the next week he beats Hugh Morris. And then on pay-per-view, Hugh Morris beats him. And then the next night on Raw, he beats Hugh Morris. That's what WWE does nowadays, and it's why they can't... Why uh, everyone hates everybody. Yes. <laughs> um, the closest... I think person to Goldberg on their roster today, uh, which I think they've screwed up with. Braun Strowman is Braun Strowman. They had him for a hot minute, but just like Goldberg, no, like Braun Strowman was red hot for a minute. Yes, and then they <laughs> they had him. They had him lose too many times. They had him look like a goof. They changed him from face to heel to face to heel. They tagged him with a, a, a child. child who was wearing a shirt at least. Good point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I don't. I don't have any other thoughts other than uh, Bill Goldberg, huge star. Don't really get it. Don't really get it. Okay. Well, maybe uh, by following this through line, you'll get it a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. So this is uh, Goldberg's first match from the September twenty second, nineteen ninety seven edition of Monday Nitro, and we are seeing. Uh, the laughing man, Hugh Morris, making his entrance. What a little goatee! Yeah, he's got thing. he's got a little goatee that's bound up with yeah, a little rubber tie, band. Yeah, and uh, here he's uh, slapping hands with the fans and laughing because he is Hugh <laughs> Morris, the laughing man. Raw retired and awful wrestlers. Yeah, hey, did you see Fat Bullcut Kid there in the front oh, row? Oh, that's awesome! So I didn't realize that Goldberg was already in the yeah. ring as a jobber. Yeah, Goldberg's already in the ring, which is. Uh, how you can tell that somebody is a jobber if somebody else gets an entrance with a nameplate and you don't, that is wrestling shorthand that you're the less important person you're going to lose. I think the closest thing to Gilbert that we've had is James Ellsworth. Oh, you think so? Not really, but the idea of a jobber, or a jobber, quote unquote. Yeah. Gilbert looking, looking hella young. Yeah, Goldberg has got to be like 30 or 32 years old here. He's a couple inches taller than Hugh Morris. Yeah. And uh, 
he's got the plain black gear to make him look like unimpressive, but he it's not helping because he's <laughs> built like an Olympian god. Yeah. So uh, he immediately hosses. Wow. Yeah, he hosses Hugh Morris Holy into the corner, shit. and Hugh immediately takes down one of his singlet straps for some reason. Well, you know, he's anchor. He's like a half half an angle. He's. He's an humorous, the not laughing man. Dude, that those uh, sideburns suck. Yeah, they're not attached to his. Uh... <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, so uh, he grabs a top wrist lock here. Goldberg counters Goldberg, that with it? a hammer lock. Yes. Um, this is the one hold that Goldberg learned, I'm sure. And now we, we do another, <laughs> another. Uh, yeah, and we're I, just rever- reversing. So, I love when wrestlers do that thing where they like. Oh, the the tap to tell you that it's time to reverse. Yes. Oh, and they're oh oh shit! Oh, Goldberg with a heel hook. Uh, shades of Daniel Bryan. Yeah, shades of Daniel. Yeah, Daniel Bryan clearly taking a lot of uh, inspired by one of William K. Yeah, Daniel Bryan. I'm pretty sure in 1997 had more wrestling training under his belt as like a 16 year old than <laughs> Goldberg. So uh, Hugh Morris got to the ropes, and now Goldberg's got him in the corner. He's laying into him with some forearms. Yep. None of this is out of the ordinary. Holy shit! Oh, not a bad looking uh, springboard clothesline from uh, from Hugh Morris. And now he's, look at this, trying to drag Goldberg into the middle of the ring to hit his finishing move, which is the no laughing matter. It's a it's a moonsault. Here he goes, backflip off the top rope, hits all of it, one, two, and Goldberg kicks out. So at this point, this is when everybody would realize that something is Something's happening up, here. Yeah. Goldberg immediately back to his feet. Reverses the... Uh... Yep, reversed. Uh, knocked down with an elbow, immediately back up to his Holy feet. Shit. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> Goldberg with a fucking backflip. That's insane. Uh, then I'm in. <laughs> yeah, Hugh Morris turns around into a nasty looking power slam. Goldberg, oh my god, slams him. That's all muscle. Hugh Morris is looks like a piece of roadkill at this point. Goldberg picks him up. Jackhammer. And jackhammers him down. One, two, three. And that is it. Goldberg has won his first match. And you can see, people are standing up. Yeah, they were giving him the fucking two sweetly. It's rock on. Yep, and look at that. He looks at the camera, says one, holds up one finger, and immediately leaves the ring. I love it. That's pretty fucking badass. Fun fact, by the way, I was Googling if you did not notice. Uh, get you know who was six months old during this? Who was? One Tyler Bate. Wow! Fucking. We shit. are old men, sir. Yeah, oh my God, I was what nine at this point. Yeah. Maybe ten. I can't do. And look at that, and then we're we're seeing we're kind of lingering on humorous. Oh, mean Gene. Gene, pour one out for the greatest of all time. Recently passed away. A yep. Week ago. And he asks him, uh, Bill Goldberg, what do you say about what you just did to Hugh Morris and Goldberg? says nothing and just walks past him and uh, Mean Gene uh, well what do you know about that? Goldberg ladies and gentlemen Bill Goldberg that's amazing alright that actor was like literally four minutes like yeah but I, I think, not even four minutes I yeah but I think I think pretty illustrative of what Goldberg brings to the table I think they did a very good job of structuring that to make you think that Goldberg was the jobber yeah, absolutely. Because he was already in the ring when Hugh Morris entered. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't even key the guy. He doesn't get a name. Right. He doesn't get a. He doesn't get a name. I think the announcers are like, uh, are like, we're being told this is Goldberg, but you know, you don't yeah. get a, you don't get a big nameplate. There were no 
like video package heralding his debut, exactly. anything like that. And he is wrestling a fairly competitive match by Goldberg standards. Yep. They're trading those wrist locks. He he grabs the he grabs the ankle lock, yep. and then he takes Hugh Morris's finisher and then kicks out. And that's when everybody's like, oh wait. What the fuck? Right. I yeah. think they do a very good job of subverting expectations. Okay, now match two. This is April 20th, 1998. Baby. Which is almost a year later, right? About a year later. Well, uh, six months later. I thought it was April. Oh, no, you're right. It was, it was September, September. right? 97. So, 42098. 42098. Columbine or not? I don't know. Ask Rob Van Dam. You, you think Rob Van Dam knows about Columbine? I think Rob Van, knows, Rob Van Dam knows about 420. That's true. Okay, so... He's, four, he's 420, 420 friendly, so... Okay, so at this point, we can see that WCW itself has leveled up because the ring announcer, instead of uh, WCW's standard ring announcer, David Penzer, we have Michael Buffer. Big, big, big buck Buffer. Buffer yeah, Buffs. who was apparently paid like six figures to do these intros. So ridiculous. Who, if you don't know who Michael Buffer is... Michael Buffer, the world-famous announcer who talked like this and who said, oh, let's get ready. I can't say it because I think he actually has a... He owns a copyright. <laughs> we will owe him money. Ahmed actually is a good brother and like thrust <laughs> his hand in front of my chest as if as if he was a mother protecting his <laughs> child in a car. It's like, if I was in the building club and I saw someone doing two something, don't do that. <laughs> okay, uh, so this is also on Monday Nitro. Yes. Okay, so... Uh, here, oh, my boy. So here we have uh, Raven, proto proto, um, Mister Mister Scott Levy. Yeah. This is the most Jewish match I've ever seen, by the way. Oh yeah, very Jewish. I can't make jokes about Jews. That's right. Because uh, I'm not allowed to. Oh, <laughs> Wildcat Willie, everybody! Did you see fucking Wildcat Willie that. back there? I saw that man. Wildcat Willie. Yo, Dave Rob. Sides. I love wrestling, and I know this is a show, but I hate wrestling. I love wrestling sides, especially in the late nineties. They don't make any sense. Goldberg, the new WCW US champion. Spoilers. No, that's a sign a child was holding up. Well, so Raven has just won this. Raven's got an armpit hole in a leather jacket, which I have never seen before. He looks young. Yeah. Does not look young. He was in TNA like two days ago. Or Impact. Yeah, with uh, with Tommy. Tommy Dreamer. Why does that man have a job? Anyway. So, Mr. Goldberg is uh, so, coming out well, soon. Look at this homemade Goldberg rules with without, a Z t-shirt. Without the E. Yep. He rolls. <laughs> he rolls. Yep. Goldberg is the, the man! man! Which I want to say that's a, that's a Bobby Heenan-ism. Oh, that calling, is Calling Goldberg the man! Uh, here we see some, some shirtless frat boys, possible relatives of Goldberg. He's 74 and 0 at this point. And, and again, this is in April 20th. Uh, this is uh, seven months after that match we just saw. Seven months, yeah, which means that he's winning 1.5 yeah, matches a week. Yep. So, at this point, Goldberg does have his own pyro. Yep. He has his own entrance. He's, he's coming out. Wildcat Willie's still very excited. <laughs> he's in the yes, yes, yes. Google Wildcat Willie, everybody. Uh, don't if you want to sleep tonight. <laughs> so... At this point, Goldberg is playing to the camera a little bit more. We yeah. have a little bit more of an idea about his personality. Goldberg is the Bob. Yep, a right. very nineteen ninety eight sentiment. So he doesn't have the uh, the security no, detail yet. He doesn't have the security detail yet. So we're kind of gradually building up 
WrestlingInc.com. Is that what you're looking at? Yeah, that website still exists. Does it? I go to it pretty often. Yep. So Goldberg has Pyro now. He has a nameplate, but he doesn't have the final aspect of his yep. trademark entrance, the which is... <laughs> which is the security detail. Yes. Eventually, we would get to the point where he would be escorted to the ring by security and fucking police officers yeah. because of how dangerous he was, which was a brilliant sort of idea. Oh, I see the flock in the front. Yeah, so this match is Raven's rules, by the way. Uh, Raven can have his, his weird cult friends interfere. He can hit Goldberg with chairs. He can do whatever, and Goldberg or I should say Raven, lays the United States Championship on the ground between them, like almost, a line in the sand. Almost has to say, cross the line, TNA. And, and Goldberg just walks right up to him. Yeah. Holy shit. So Goldberg uh, starts by charging him, and Raven uh, takes him down with a drop kick. Uh, Goldberg is a heavy favorite here, by the way. I can tell from the audience reaction, which we don't have the audio of. Uh, into the barricade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Guardrail, I should yeah. say. Yeah. Goldberg just flings him into the guardrail. And we can see the flock watching from the front row here. Kidman looking so bad. Yeah. Kid, is Kidman Jewish? He, he, I'm not going to... It sounds awful. He looks Jewish. <laughs> we might cut this out. Um, so, <laughs> I think he's Jewish. Billy Kidman. I, his name isn't actually Billy Kidman. It's not? No. It's not out? It's Peter Gruner, I think. Uh, which, <laughs> we'll see. Um, so uh, Goldberg enters the ring at this point. Or it gets back into the ring. And uh, it goes for that that rolling heel hook. Heel hook yes. And uh, uh, Raven gets to the ropes. Raven gets to the ropes, yeah. What is going on with the audience? Some weirdness with the... Uh... Dr. Phil over there. This guy looks like Mean Gene also. Yeah, just a bald guy with a mustache. Oh! Uh, Goldberg with that super kick knocks Raven on his ass. Raven rolls to the floor. And... Goldberg playing for the audience. Yep. Barking like a monster. Yep, and uh, just uh, Raven now has a steel chair. Man, wrestling gives me so good. Yep, and Raven there uh, hits him right in the stomach, and now a shot to the back. Nice. Was it, would you classify Goldberg as a good seller at this point? Uh, I don't even have to sell much, so I'm fully aware of that. Yeah, I think he sells pretty okay. I think better than Hogan ever did, honestly. Mm. So... Uh, Raven's going for his... Oh! <laughs> One of Raven's signature moves is to set up a, uh, a steel chair in the ring and then use a drop toehold to trip somebody so they fall headfirst into the chair. Usually they just sort of clip it. Goldberg fucking smashed that thing with his head. That chair is bent to shit using Bill Goldberg's actual fucking human head. By the way, who is that man... To the top right. The shirtless the, man. With, he looks like he wants to be a wrestler, but... It's Goldberg's son. Uh, <laughs> traveling from, from the future. So Raven now is is trying to... Uh, is trying to uh, choke out Goldberg. Uh, if you notice a bit of a pause, uh, or a, a lower of the voice, is I try to show Matt that uh, Kidman is Jewish. Billy Kidman is Jewish. Okay, and I was right. The, and you have his name right, so that's impressive. I used to be a big Kidman fan. That's weird. So... We've got the uh, sleeper hold. Yep, Goldberg fights his way out of the sleeper hold. Uh, this is actually a pretty competitive match by Goldberg yep. standards. And now, but we, now we've reached the point where uh, Raven is is punching him, and Goldberg is just sort of shaking it off. And he's actually selling that pretty well in terms yeah. of 
Oh, oh fuck! <laughs> he just cut Raven in half with that spear. Right, so immediately the flock jumps in. Yeah, the flock jumps in when it looks like Goldberg's about to take these guys out. Billy Kidman jumps at Goldberg. Oh my god, no. He just fucking hosses ah, him. Hosses him over the top rope. Uh, here's a clothesline that takes out uh, Sick Boy. That's my man. That's Ho- my boy. Horace Hogan. Just <laughs> hit him with a stop sign. Horace oh gets speared god. and taken out. Here comes Reese. Who looks like a very tall Hornswoggle. He looks like Hornswoggle mixed with a guy from... Uh... Kevin Owens. Uh... <laughs> no. Okay. The brother from Back in the Middle. Reese. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's why they call him that. And that now Goldberg like... fucking hits him with that oh jackhammer. And just look at this audience. They're they have their lost shit. their shit. And... Topless guy is losing his he is mind. Goldberg has killed the entire flock. Yeah. And now he's just searching for Raven. The question is, do you think this would work today? And look at this. Raven tries to leave, <laughs> and the fans are throwing him back I into the it. ring. I love it. Which is so fucking funny to me. Oh the fans God. are... Uh, well, fans. Quote, unquote fans. No, those weren't wrestlers. Those were pretty clearly actual fans. I thought they were security. Yeah, maybe they're... And now here we go. A spear. Another spear. Driving Raven to the ground. You can see Raven getting off his feet, so he doesn't have to take the full brunt of that Absolutely. the second time. So this is like... A, it can't be understood in how... Uh, ballistic, the crowd's, crowd is actually going. Yep. They're Goldberg. on their feet. They're jumping up and yep. down. Jackhammer. Uh, Jackhammer right one, onto the two. stop sign that Horace Hogan left in the ring. Two. One, two, three. It's over. And look at that. Goldberg bit his tongue, I guess. He's bleeding from he, the mouth. He's a perpetual bleeder. Yeah. He cracks his head Well, the raw segments. Well, we saw him. we saw him smash his head on that chair and not give a shit. He's got that football He's brain. Definitely got concussions out so, the ass. So Goldberg at this point is uh, the United States champion. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't really close. No. Um, he wrecked Raven. Upside down. Yeah, he's, he's holding the belt up over his head, upside down. Oh, it's like when Kevin Nash says adjective or adverb. God, I hate wrestling. So that's uh, that's our second match. Yes. And I think really illustrates where Goldberg has grown. Seven months. He's yeah, he's seven months. Huge. Yeah, and I don't know if you would necessarily say he's grown as a performer since he's not really doing anything that he wasn't doing last time. But I mean, I guess you'd say he's grown as a performer because now he uh, he always seems to know where the hard cam is. Yeah, he knows when to play to the crowd. Mm-hmm. He's not necessarily ah. We just saw a slow motion replay of him. Sure. Fucking murdering Raven with his shoulder. Um, <laughs> I, I think you'd say that he's definitely. Um, you don't get the sense that he's not confident, which, if uh, I could see a lesser performer being less confident. Yeah. That you're you're in this position seven months into your, into your run and your. Yeah, he really there's confident. there's no point that he doesn't look like he belongs here. Yeah, absolutely. put it that way. Um, he was Raven, by the way. Yeah did most of the work on the match. Yeah, he did. Um, and that's that's one of the, the things with Goldberg is you have to have him in there with somebody who knows how to put together a match. He's uh, he's getting better, but he can't lead a match. No. July 6th, 1998. Yeah, this is this is part three. July 6th, 1998, which is... This is only a couple months later now. Four months later? Is that uh, right? Yeah, four to seven, yeah. Three months. Yeah, so... Number one dog, Goldberg. <laughs> wow. Look at these fans. Look at that uh, Hogan killer. Somebody has made a Goldberg 
cutout sign that says, this is Goldberg country. Hotlanta is Goldberg country. Complete with the uh, tribal tattoo. Yeah, look at and look at just... Hot this Lanta. is a sea of Goldberg signs. Yeah. Like, this is his hometown, but make no mistake, people are fucking in into Goldberg. Goldberg is as hot at this moment in 98 Definitely. as Hogan was in 88 or 84. You know, when, when Hogan was really... In his uh, zenith. Yeah, in his... Uh, in... <laughs> wow, that's weird. That's one weird. word, Goldberg. Okay, and here we go. Goldberg now in... Uh, now in true form being escorted to the arena. We see him walking, uh, walking in the backstage area, uh, surrounded by security. We see on the left there, uh, WCW NPC icon, security chief Doug Dillinger. <laughs> Doug Dillinger. I love him. Yeah, we see a, a local uh, local police. He looks like Norman Smiley to me. But... He does look a little like Norman Smiley. And then we see these other guys in WCW polo shirts. Oh. There's a state trooper, a Georgia state trooper, another local cop. I love it. He's amassing security forces as he goes. Uh, Goldberg is a dangerous, dangerous man. Did they ever explain why he's walking out with these people? No, it just looks... Like, is he a criminal? Just looks fucking on? badass. I wish there was some storyline raised why he needed them. Yeah, I wish they had done a thing where like somebody tried to attack him backstage and he ripped their head off or yeah, something. something. But it's regardless, it's it's badass. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> so so one of the cops <laughs> one of the cops tried to follow him. So he's now he's now in what we call gorilla position, which is behind the curtain as he's heading. Uh, up onto stage, yeah. and it looked like one of the cops tried to follow him, <laughs> and one of the WCW security guys was like, "No, you can't." <laughs> and the cop looked really, really confused, and oh no, I'm sorry. Not gonna be on TV. Okay, so Goldberg. Now, uh, are we gonna get to see uh, the the truly iconic Goldberg moment? I think we are. Where does he kick? No, it's the pyro. So Goldberg comes out. We saw him last time uh. walk through the pyro, and this time. He's standing there in a shower of fireworks. That's insane. Yeah, as it sprays onto his body. This guy has no <laughs> care for his body or anybody else's. Yo, and this is just fucking incredible. Yeah, He's funny. standing there in a shower of fireworks and smoke. And and look at that. Oh. He breathes in the smoke, breathes it out of his nose like a fucking dragon. That's insane. Yep. And it's all presence with Goldberg. If you're wondering why he's so wet... It's so he didn't get burned to shit by uh-huh. all of those sparks. Uh, and then we see the uh, the cops have come around. Norman Smiley's back. Yeah, they circle around. Another Goldberg sign. Another oh, Goldberg God. sign. Look at this. Can you... Have you ever seen this many? I mean, maybe Stone Cold Steve Austin in 97. Sure. But you'd be hard-pressed to find a crowd that is this hot for a single wrestler. Anywhere. Ever. Another Goldberg is the man sign. Another here's a Goldberg sign. Man, the man was huge in the 90s, huh? The man? Like that phrase. Like, you're the man! Yeah, well, I'm telling you, Bobby Heenan. Yeah. The man! WCW Nitro continues. Yeah, we're going to have a commercial break now. Tell me about Sonic. Who? Sonic. Who's Sonic? The the fast food restaurant. Why would I want to talk to you about Sonic? Well, it was a commercial break. Fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't if, you, if you were to say like Stridex, I could talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like Mountain Dew. Tell me about uh, tell me about ICO Pro. Or um, oh there he is. See Hogan. Yeah. Okay. To, to his credit. <laughs> yeah. What a dick. Yeah. So here we have 
uh, <laughs> Hollywood Hulk Hogan, who uh, who listeners will remember from uh, his sex tape, his sex tape, um, and also um, episode. Uh, Tw- oh, somebody just threw a beer at him. WCW was really good for throwing trash and beer. Yeah, man. Um, I wish that would still happen. Yeah. So uh, sorry, we did we did Hollywood Hogan in Ages of Rock Part Three, where we did WrestleMania uh, eighteen, Rock versus Hogan. So this is that same like shithead heel version of Hulk Hogan, wearing a do rag. I love that he, somehow he's always managed for his. Uh... His beard, uh-huh. not the mustache, the beard, yeah. to be black. Yeah, the beard is like shoe polish black. <laughs> and Ooh, so is his body. Yep. Yeah, he's very, very brown. Oh, he looks wow. like a hot dog. And How uh, old is uh, Hogan at this point? Uh, like, uh, I'm going to say like 40, early 40s? My, uh, if I can introduce something into this podcast. Can yeah. I, my, friend, uh, my friend Brian, who... Uh-huh was the host of Keep It 2000. Uh-huh. Uh, he had something on his podcast called The Hogan Bump Challenge. <laughs> How many bumps do you think Hogan will take in this match? Uh, I'm going to say, whoa! Uh, we just saw Goldberg bounce off the ropes and Hogan hopped a little bit because he was confused. Um, how many, are you asking me straight up how many bumps Hogan's going to take? Yes. I'm going to say less than 10. Less than 10. I'm going to go with three. You're going to go with three. Yeah, okay. It's, it's Goldberg. He's going to give him a little bit more, but three. Three. Okay, so that is spear, jackhammer. You're thinking he's going to take one additional move? Yes. Okay. Maybe like a... A clothesline? Like a clothesline or a... Okay, so... so Maybe two spears? Okay, so I'm going to say uh, if if Hogan uh, falls to his back more than three times, then I yes. win. Okay. All right. So uh, Goldberg uh, first grabs a, uh, a headlock, uh, takes Hogan down to a knee... Uh, that that doesn't count as a as a bump. No, obviously. no. This is so. This is the thing about the Hogan bump challenge. Hogan will do this, and, and then bump. sort of fall to his knees yes. and crawl so it's away. Not a bump, right? No. It's not a bump. <laughs> right. So Hogan will like take a clothesline, drop to his knees, and like slowly fall to the ground. Doesn't count. You actually have to leave your feet. Yes. And one, one. We got one. That's one. And he's back up. He's <laughs> yeah. back up too. Keep that in mind. Yeah. So uh, Hogan just took a shoulder block and. Backed away to the corner like he saw a fucking bear. <laughs> Which, to be fair, by the way, Hogan is forty-five at this at this time. Yep. Uh, which probably ten years on Goldberg, huh? Yeah. Um. So Goldberg has knocked him off his feet once. They they lock up. Hogan goes for a front chancery of all things. All right. Uh, <laughs> MMA master Hulk Hogan <laughs> and Goldberg just uh goes to hoss him up, but Hogan uh. Uh, spreads his, his weight a little bit to uh, to negate it. He gets pushed to the corner. Man, Hogan, you are browner than I am. <laughs> this is gross. <laughs> it's very distressing. So it looks like Hogan might have raked the eye. Look at the skin color. Yes, you're very brown, my friend. But I'm... Mm. It's natural. It is natural. Just like Hogan's body. Yep. Yeah, this is natural Hogan here. He's very wiry. No, no, uh, no... Vitamins. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so they're the strength, baby. They're they're locking up at this point, and Goldberg immediately, <laughs> <laughs> and Hogan immediately sinks to his knees as if Goldberg is uh, shooting electricity out yes. of his what hands. Is the Pokemon. Yes, and Hogan wailing like a bitch, like a bitch. I love him. And by him, I mean Evil. Oh, the oh, the referee, Little, uh, Nate. Little Nate, Charles Robinson. Uh, before we watched the show, we were we tuned into SmackDown where we saw Charles Robinson. Well, Almost got hit with a steel chair. 
When Matthews when, was... when AJ was uh, flipping out and swinging yeah, the chair, almost hit Little Nate. All right, so Hogan gets his feet through the ropes. Goldberg has to break, uh, <laughs> has to break this knuckle lock. Hogan is tall. Hogan is tall. He's like uh, six foot six, something like that. You think he's th- you think he's thinking about Bubba, the love sponge at this point? <laughs> Bubba the white, the love sponge's wife. Yes. Okay, so oh, oh Hogan kick to the uh, midsection. Yeah, Goldberg's selling these old man punches relatively well. He's really whipping his head back. Hogan does not know how to fight. Like, no, really fight. <laughs> no. Oh, the back rake. The yeah. back rake, yeah. Take oh, the belt off. Yeah, Hogan's going to whip him with the belt, oh. which, uh, you know, I think is probably not legal, but we're going to let him do it anyway. Yeah, why well, is this a no, is this like a no dookie, no, no dookie match? No, no dookie? No Dairy it... Queen match? <laughs> <laughs> Goldberg grabs a belt from Hogan, and Hogan, oh, to his shit. credit. Crowd's going insane, yeah. as you can tell. Oh, and look at that. Goldberg throws the belt to the floor. To do, to do his best Nakamura. Yeah, did his Nakamura. Come on! <laughs> And look at that. He's just staring a hole through Hogan. That was honestly pretty badass. Of course. Not as badass as like the weird flip-up thing. Mm. The uh, backflip that he did. Yeah, that was wild. It's insane. Alright. Now Hogan <laughs> with some technical wrestling acumen here. Doing his best Brian Danielson. Yep, uh, Goldberg <laughs> with, a, with a full Nelson. Oh man. And, and Hogan uh, lacing those fingers. And Hogan's... Uh, again, flailing around. Oh, oh low blow. Yep, God, Hogan, referees, yeah, the referee saying. wasn't... Uh, Hogan claims that Goldberg pulled his hair, which is hilarious. Uh, which one? Oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> so, uh, raining, uh, raining some old man punches on Billy Gold. Who's more bold, Goldberg or Hogan? Who? I know the answer is obviously Goldberg, but like, really though? No. What's the question? Who's more bald? Who's balder, Hogan or Goldberg? I mean, Hogan was bald for longer. That's true. And he should just be bald bald. Yes, right? he like, should. And Hogan was just... The, the move set of heel Hollywood Hogan is fucking hilarious because it's there's no wrestling involved. It's just like he was <laughs> strangling him, he's raking his eyes, scratching his back. Yes. Oh, it went for an elbow <laughs> drop and missed. But yet hey, do these, ca- do these count as bumps? No, those are not bumps. He has to be flat back bump. Oh, flat back bump. Okay. Two! Oh, two! What, two? Spear and jackhammer, I went. Okay. You know, he did his really? No, he did oh, a shoulder fuck. block. <laughs> you said three. That's that's the second one. So according to you, he's only gonna he's only gonna get knocked off his feet one more time in this match. Uh, I guess I lost this challenge. <laughs> and Hogan, having taken three wrestling moves in about ten minutes. So the Wolfpack is alive and well at this point, right? Because correct, the running black T-shirts out yep. there. Hogan, <laughs> Hogan bails to the floor and puts his weightlifting belt back on. He's, he needs that belt to hold up his spandex. Whoa. And he gets he gets back in the ring. Imagine if Hogan was your dad. I don't want to do that. Like that man. At the, I love my dad. I don't want to think about my dad as Hulk Hogan. No, I know that. I'm just saying imagine being Hulk Hogan's son. No. Another fucking head um, tie up. Yeah, and uh, that sucks. <laughs> if anything, this is an this is uh, an illustration of um, we, we talked about how Goldberg can't really lead a match, and Hulk Hogan also really can't lead a match. Yeah, this is so, bad. It's <laughs> just like asking two two sheep to hurt each other. Exactly. This is uh, this says a lot. Um, well, this says a lot about uh, about Raven, huh? It says a lot about Raven. It says a lot about the audience and participation and sound. And even about Hugh Morris, right? Yeah. Dear God. 
Hogan, you are not good. <laughs> yeah, Hogan, who's been... Uh, you can't even walk into the right like a right <laughs> yeah, yeah. He does this weird, like, duck. <laughs> yes. Yeah, All right, okay. so so here we go. Uh, Goldberg has taken some, uh, um, some chair shots on the outside. We see the big leg drop. One of them... It's over. He's doing it. He's calling it. It's over. Yep. Uh, here we go. Off the ropes for big leg drop number two. Goldberg will pop up. Yep. And uh, wow. Oh, and here's uh, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hedding, for some reason. Man, WCW is really poorly run. Yeah. The, the, the direction of the show is not great. Because oh. here's Diamond Dallas Page and professional basketball man Carl Malone. Mailman. Yeah. Are here to fight Kurt Hedding for some reason. Also, Hedding, did you not realize <laughs> right behind you? Yeah. Oh, and, shit. Uh, oh, shit. Hogan's distracted, turns around. Oh, fuck, you get over this challenge. Oh, oh, Hogan, the ring is already starting to fill up with trash. Hogan eats a spear. Uh, that was probably the hardest hit Hulk Hogan yeah, ever took in his life. Absolutely. And look at that. Everybody's on their fucking feet. Did he Goldberg. Just, did he just point to the bullet club? Yeah. <laughs> look at that. There's uh, toilet, toilet paper, paper in the ring. Hogan's on his feet. Goldberg picks him up, signals that he's going for it. It's the jackhammer. Grabs him right by that weightlifting belt. Lifts him up. Every person in this arena oh is standing. Oh, my God. It's over. Takes him down. One, two, two three. three. And every... Look at that fucking That's crowd. Insane. That is an insane reaction. The roof just came off this building. Goldberg is just on fire. He's got both championships. He's got the U.S. title that he won from Raven. He's got the world championship that he just won from Hogan. And he's holding them both up over his head. The arena is just... There's trash everywhere. The fans are freaking out, filling the ring with all manner of trash, garbage, popcorn, soda. Um, (laughs) Wait, did you see that sign? Hogan kneels in front of Goldberg. And then, in the corner, what's up, Kyle? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody somebody just got... uh, Photoshop version does, one. Does Hogan not Hogan? Does Goldberg like unify these belts? Like, why does he have both belts? Well, because he he's uh, undefeated. I guess. That. Well, he's undefeated. So, uh, as the U.S. champion, he challenges the world champion, and technically, he's still. Um, I think he has to vacate the U.S. title, gotcha. having won the world title. But was this a common occurrence in WCW with the uh, U.S. champion? Being no. de facto number two. Well, yes, yes. It, it was a lot like the uh, a lot like the the intercontinental champion being the sort of next in line. Um, it's funny because that's not the case now. No, not really. Um, although, I mean, this is almost exactly what happened with the Ultimate Warrior. Also, uh, at, yeah, I see Belton yeah. at WrestleMania six. Yeah, he was the intercontinental champion and challenged Hogan for the world title and won and held both championships, but had to the same day. Um, <laughs> a South Park sign of Goldberg. Really at the show. Yeah, wow. Oh, wow, okay. Yep, and uh, oh my god, they killed Hogan, I guess. <laughs> and you know what? For everything, you know, all the, all the blame that uh, people, blame, people lay on Hogan, including me, I'm not often kind to the Hulkster. Um, he's not making this about him. He's nowhere to be seen. No, he's... This uh, is 100% Goldberg's night. Yeah. Which is not what happened with the Warrior. No, didn't he, like, uh... Like, when Hogan lost to the Warrior, 
he <laughs> immediately went, no, and like yelled at the referee, then came back in the ring, was like crying and handed Warrior the belt, and it was this whole fucking rigmarole. This is all Goldberg. Hogan got murked. He got murked. Um, that match sucked, though. Can we? Yeah, uh, that was like, a bad match. It was um, not a great match for uh, Mr. Goldberg's first title win, but, you know. Ahmed. What's up, brother? Talk to me about William Scott Goldberg. Uh, he could be carried to a good match. Yes. Uh, not with Hogan or Nash or <laughs> maybe a lesser worker than a... Than not, not with Hogan, not with Nash, not with Steiner, not with a lot... Well, the problem was a lot of the top shelf guys in WCW were getting on in years. They weren't necessarily like a Raven who could... Craft a, a pretty compelling match right. with a limited uh, opponent. Right. Goldberg used well could work. Yeah, I think we I think we saw that with the most recent the the two Brock Lesnar rematches from 2017. Yeah, that, and that's and that's the other thing. Uh, well, we should talk, I guess, about the sort of postscript to the streak. Goldberg finally loses. What do we say? 174. He gets to 173 and then loses. He loses to Kevin Nash after being. Show favorite, Big Sexy Kevin Nash. Um, you, you have to do his voice later. Oh, you want me to do the Big Sexy voice? I'll give you this wine glass if you want. Oh, you got a box of wine? <laughs> Buy that shit by volume, brother. It's all the same stuff. He's a good guy. He's a good dude. <laughs> Stop by, have some burgers and red wine. It's a good time. Save my friend from suicide. <laughs> so, Big Kev, good dude. Um... He's the guy who finally defeats Goldberg. Uh, Should not a, have been the guy. On account of a cattle prod. By one. Uh, by one Scott Hall, a.k.a. Uh, Razor Ramon, who you might remember from episode three. Never forget the name. I'm listening. So yeah, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash's friend, hits Goldberg with a taser. Uh, they called it a taser or a cattle prod. Sure. It, it was like It was like a weird... Do you remember what it was? It was like I thought it was like a, I thought it was a taser. I, that was a I, I thought tasers. Yeah, for years I didn't realize a taser was like a gun that yeah. shot that <laughs> shot wires that shocked you. Like it was like a it was like a it was like a stick. It's something that would give that you shot a, like, sparks out of it. It's something that the Cheesecake Factory would give you <laughs> when there's like a forty five minute wait. It looked yeah, it looked like it was it was gonna alert you when your table yeah. was ready, and it was like covered in uh, duct tape. Yeah. So Scott Scott Hall jumps up on the apron, touches this thing to Goldberg's <sighs> chest. Some sparks shoot out of it. Of Goldberg falls to the ground, convulsing like a fish. Kevin Nash power bombs him, wins, and. Reunites with Scott Hall because yeah. Scott Hall was out on TV. Yet. Yeah, they had, really... they had been feuding, right? Yeah, and they, yeah. they, they, you know, best friends united again, and Goldberg is sort of left in the dust. And the sad part is, uh, despite the success of this character, this undefeated monster, WCW didn't seem to have any idea what to do with Goldberg past him being undefeated. You know, what is it? Goldberg refocuses. Maybe Goldberg changes his style. Maybe Goldberg realizes that he has to diversify his moveset. Maybe yes. uh, he becomes more of a wrestler than just a force of nature. Sure, yeah. Maybe develop his personality. But they didn't do any of that. No. And I think this is a, a, a major issue with 
lack of planning. Yeah. Right? That I don't know how far in advance Goldberg's streak was decided. Okay, we're going to... You're going to drop the streak or the title to Nash on this pay-per-view in six months. And the end result was the biggest star that they had essentially being rudderless. <laughs> I don't know how to, What else do you say to that? I mean... One thing they try is, why don't we just do the streak again? You remember that? I remember that. And then they do the thing where they do a feud between him and Sid... Where they're like, Sid also has a streak? Yes, I remember this. <laughs> but then they do weird shit like, Sid won a tag team match, so they add two wins to his column? That's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> this has been another episode of I Hate Wrestling. Uh, do your episodes always go like this? Like this long? Or is it just me? No, it's just, it's, it's just you. Didn't fucking rein me in, bro. <laughs> no one tells you to let me keep talking. You just have to do this. Yeah. Time reverse. <laughs> Go home. We're going home. Okay. okay. Uh, so, this has been another a wonderful, 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 simply wonderful. It's Paul Lerndorf reference. I got it. Wonderful episode of I Hate Wrestling. I want to thank my guest, Ahmed. Sorry, I was reading the news. Hi. <laughs> hey. Uh, uh, Ahmed, do you have anything you want to plug? No. Um, <laughs> Thank on. you for realizing that nobody could hear you shaking your head. No. Um, <laughs> I'm on Psychology Today. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of doing a Bobby's World podcast. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Tell me about the Bobby's World okay, podcast. Okay, so I... Uh, this is such a stupid... Whatever, whatever. Keep it. Keep this in. <laughs> I... I. This is such a stupid idea, but yeah, keep this in. So, as a, as a young man... Like, you know, what, like what, 16, 17? No, in the late 90s. I was, like, I was about 10, 11, 12 years old. And uh, I was a big fan of okra, the food. <laughs> Can I finish? Yeah, of course. Okay, so okra in like Pakistani Indian uh, cuisine is delicious. Yeah. It's pretty fucking slimy, but it's delicious. Yeah. And I have very uh, strong memories of coming home every day from school, uh, putting on Bobby's World, while my mother made this okra dish with, like, uh, roti, which is, like, bread. I know. Okay. Okay, you may know that. But these rustling nerds don't know that. <laughs> these marks don't know these it. These fucking Philistines. Yeah. Um, so I had, I had very positive memories of that show, and Harry Mandel was on it. And uh, a couple of, a week ago, I bought okra. <laughs> I, was, I was cooking, and I was like, you know, fuck it. Let me let me relive my childhood. So I watched a couple episodes, like my couple, I mean five, mm-hmm. uh, back to back to back episodes, <laughs> and I was like, this show is so odd, yeah. and I love it. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a lot of life lessons <laughs> on it, sure. um, some of which I very much relate when I'm thirty. Um, so I decided to see if on iTunes there's a Bobby Bobby's World podcast. There's not. <laughs> I could have told you that, brother. Uh, well, guess what. I'm doing it. You're doing it. Okay, what's the I, name of this Bobby's World podcast? Um, my tentative name will be uh, G Golly of Bobby's World podcast. <laughs> oh, Golly G. Sorry, the mom would say Golly G all the time. Okay, so uh, so you're gonna have, are you gonna have like people come over and yes. you're gonna and you're gonna you're gonna cook them okra and I'm make them watch Bobby's World with you? No, I'll just have the scent of okra. <laughs> okay, have your your okra fucking yeah. uh, Yankee candles. Ooh. Maybe. <laughs> Let me write them an email. Um, 
Yeah, my plan is that uh, we'll see. There's 81 episodes, I think. There's a lot. I figured that if I did this uh, two episodes a month, I could get about three years out of it. Mm -hmm. That will I finish 81 episodes? That is DVD. <laughs> but yes, it, uh, I'm doing a preemptive plug okay. for the uh, Golly G Bobby's World podcast, <laughs> uh, featured on Podcast One Radio, as well as Sirius XM and Airwolf. <laughs> Great. Um, Jericho Network. <laughs> okay. I want to thank, uh, I want to thank Howie Mandel, first of all. Of course. That's thank you for cool. your sacrifice. Um, <laughs> what? His hair? <laughs> He's bald now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just like Billy Gold. Uh, oh. I want to thank, uh, I want to thank Corinne Donahoff for designing my logo. I want to thank the Novas for the use of my theme song, Da Crusher. I want to remind you to like, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, on SoundCloud. I want to remind you to visit me on uh, Facebook at I Hate Wrestling. I want you to follow me on Twitter at I Hate Wrestling. I want you to, nope, sorry, that's Instagram at I Hate Wrestling and Twitter at IHWPod. And I also want you to visit me on my official site at IHWPod.com where you can buy t-shirts, other t-shirts, a third variety of t-shirts. You can buy. You can buy all the shirts. You can buy hats. You can buy mugs. You can buy ties. You can buy bandanas for fat dogs. And you can. Buy, <laughs> I want to slap you so hard. <laughs> and you can buy, um, surely something else. Uh, bandanas for fat dogs and uh, our fat friends. Fat friends, yeah. Um, it would fit a fat dog better than a fat friend. It's not that big. What about baby? Fat babies? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and also, Ahmed. What's up, brother? Oh, are you thinking me? No, no, say, hey. no, no, I'm not. I'm just saying, you know how the show ends. Yes. Did you remember this time? About the uh, question? Yeah, the question. Yes. The question. The capital T, capital Q. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ahmed, if you were going to be a professional wrestler, what would your character be? I my, my gimmick name, my name, is the name that I use in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yeah. Okay, it's CM Butt. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Is this the CM is for Chick Magnet? No. Curry Maid. <laughs> Dude, what is wrong with you? Curry Maid. Okay. But I won't tell. I mean, you're only going to find out in a deposition when I get sued. Um, but it's CM Butt, Curry Maid Butt. Which actually sounds gross. That is. Think about it. Uh, it sounds like a reason you're you're like laid up in the bathroom. I know. <laughs> Yo, uh, totally. Keep this in. I was uh, in my bathroom a week ago. Great. Wait for it. And I had like like weird leg pain uh -huh. right here. Uh -huh. like, nothing happened. I'm fine. Uh -huh. But I remember thinking like I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die on my toilet <laughs> with queer eye on my TV <laughs> with the door open because I don't close the door when I use the bathroom. <laughs> hey, uh, that's when that's how Elvis died. If I'm not like Elvis, then who am who am I like? I was run by very very much like Elvis. Uh, nope. Is that Jr. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Elvis Presley. Uh, uh, he's the king. He's the king, king. Uh, uh, also, my gimmick, uh, yeah, obviously Kurt made but though. Kurt, yeah. But my, I, I, I want my first storyline. My name is C M. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight edge. Um. Uh, <laughs> I think my first storyline uh, uh, upon entering whatever promotion I take over. It's AEW. Oh, they need me. That's that's what it is, hey, right? Well, you're, all, you're, here to, you're here to announce your, your signing, right? <laughs> uh, 
Well, me and Tony Khan go way back. So, oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you used to eat roti together. Something storyline. It's like it's like bread. I understand. <laughs> what a. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking about if they would do that, actually. If they, no, Ronda's not going to lose. Never mind. No, because the, the money match is, is, uh, is Ronda versus Becky. I think Charlotte's going to be that match. You think so? Because of what you said. They have their idea, and they're going to make it happen. Yeah. And they're going to have... I bet you what's going to happen. This is what I think. So Ronda doesn't actually lose. We're coming up on two hours, by the way, bud. Yeah, it's fine. Most of us won't make it. Yeah, you don't have to edit it. Just stop it. <laughs> no, we have to end okay. the show. Okay, let's end it. I'll okay. talk about it later. Okay, so...